This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, pervets. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic, the only podcast that you're listening to right this moment, unless you're doing something weird. Thank you, Great Freaker. I'll take it from here. Welcome back to Rude Tales of Magic. With their greatest enemy, Carlito Master Bandit murdered, our heroes stand at the top of a hill, gazing down into the town of Soaking Valley. Only, it's not the Soaking Valley, it's blue? A sign reads, Soaking Valley. If you lived here, you'd be home by now. Only it doesn't read that, idiot. Let me finish. (laughs) The words valley and home are crossed out in deep blue ink and replaced with mother and hers, respectively. For our slower listeners, that means that sign now says, Soaking mother, if you lived here, you'd be hers by now. This used to be my playground. (laughs) Okay, so, um, same as last time, we just have to find something that grosses mother out so much that when she absorbs it, she self-destructs and we'll be fine. (laughs) Uh, Freddy coughs up a robin. (laughs) Oh. That uh, <gasps> if, if, and it falls wetly <laughs> on the ground and then shakes off spittle and brine and then flies into the air. I might be able to come up with something. Albie, Cordelia, and Bello, you hear the robin say, there's got to be a safer way to get high. Oh my God, <laughs> it flies away. Freddie, you think you could come up with something? I just did it. I didn't even try. How'd that thing get in there? Yeah, that's disgusting. If only we had some of that, like, anti-magic poop left. Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, and Freddy uh, holds up his left hand uh, encrusted with dried albino pig feces in a handy jar for travel. Yes, yes, yes. Back to the basics of this crew. When Mother rears her ugly head against us, we have a cavaclade of freaks at our disposal. (laughs) Anything, any part of Frederick's body will gross it out until it's just a little bit of seed again. Isn't that right, Freddy? Yes. (laughs) You're little little cutie pie, Freddy. You're little cutie pie when you talk like that. So Albie is scanning the horizon and, uh, like... Are we seeing, you know, are we seeing veins or arteries? Like, are we seeing... Albie, that's an incredible question, but I'm going to need you to make a perception roll for me. Oh, okay. Tell you exactly what you see. A natural one. (laughs) No. A natural one? (laughs) Albie, you look around and you look around. You have incredible eyesight, actually. You have incredible perception, but a natural one. You are just focused in on that bird, the the robin (laughs) that flew... Out of uh, out of the Bonesby, it's just it's flying and it's flying and it's getting smaller and smaller away. But you cannot take your eyes off of it. What was that bird's story? How did that get into Freddy? It doesn't seem that it went in through the mouth. What happened? What was going on with that bird? Who was that bird? Where did that bird come from? These are the answers. The que- these are the answers you wish you had because all you have are the, these questions, and they're not answers. They're questions. You're fucked up, Albie. You don't know what's going on. You're trembling with fear. You can't see anything. You can't see a foot in front of you. What's going on? Ah! Oh, hey, are you okay? Are you yes. okay? Sorry, I just got really, I got really overwhelmed. Hey. Let me look, let me look over again. Uh, Cordelia moves. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you've hacked it. Now you make another, <laughs> now I'll be make a second perception roll this time. Hopefully this will go better than a natural one. It did. A 16. A 16? Yes. Oh, Albie. For a 16, you can see the unobscured town in front of you, which is simply down a single hill. The town greets you with ominously open arms. You see buildings, none more than 50 years old, stretching out before you. But there's a new structure in the middle of the town, a massive four-story organic growth, like a tumor and a zit had a baby. 
It sits malignantly in the middle of the town, pulsating with a blue light coming from deep within one of its aortic chambers. Human-sized veins and hallway-sized arteries spread out like a spiderweb, engulfing the buildings in swollen blue flesh that throbs like an infection. One of the buildings seems like it's made entirely out of dried shit. Smells like it, too. That building actually seems to be doing its own thing and is untouched <laughs> by any tendrils. Can't say I blame the tendrils. The streets are full of many different types of people. Many old, many young. Hell, many in the middle. It's a lot of people. But all of them have large, throbbing blue growths coming out of their heads and placid expressions on their faces. You hear the gentle crack of bones as a human man's arm is ripped from the socket in an arm wrestling contest on the street. The gentle spray of blue blood does not trouble the man as his head growth throbs and a small blue appendage begins growing from the socket. You hear the sound of wagon wheels on cobblestone streets, wagons pulled by obedient donkeys with blue growths <laughs> coming out of their heads. One of the veins throbs and moans before shitting out a little newsy with a blue growth on his head, soaking wet in translucent blue afterbirth. He produces a newspaper and shouts, Extra, extra, read all about it. Mother gives birth to another obedient child. Nobody gives him a second look because that's not news. <sighs> it's a city of tens. Oh boy. Ugh. I don't know, maybe we should just move on. This shit's nasty. What is up with the pustule? Bello, Bello, we don't move on. I, for one, am tired of everyone thinking they can push us around and uh, expect us to tiptoe around their weirdness, even though these ones are very, very hot, in my opinion. So the weirdness makes them very hot. What I say is anyone in our path, we eradicate from our path. From here, more. I'm just saying that we, we already have somewhere big to be. We already have to get to hell. When we get back from hell, this will still be here. If you avoid a fight, the fight finds you. Never avoid a fight. Unless you're... Wait, <laughs> never avoid get... a fight, stir. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I'm, re I'm with you right there. As I was saying it, I thought, I'm a bit of a hypocrite myself. I've avoided a fight before, but I'm a... But right now, but right now, brother, right now, friends, I'm more certain than I've ever been that avoiding a fight is not cool. And I want to be, and I am cool. Stirfry, while you talk about how cool you are, um, one of these humans is, is cresting the hill right now with a completely neutral, uh, placid expression on their face. They're walking up towards all of you right now. Um, th this is not the man who lost his arm in the arm wrestling contest, but it could have been. Oh. It could have been. This could have been the exact same guy. It's just it's just a coincidence of circumstance. Uh, he reaches an arm out to you guys as he gets higher and higher up the hill and says, welcome to the soaking mother. Welcome, you must be new here. Let me take you to the center of town. Why, what's there? Mother is there. You haven't been kissed by mother. You need a little kiss on the forehead from mother. <laughs> he reaches out and he puts an arm on Al Albie's shoulder. He puts a hand on Albie's shoulder. Um, She kind of brusquely swats it away, involuntarily. Uh, completely undeterred, he just puts his other hand on your shoulder and he holds down very hard this time. Uh! Whoa, whoa. His touch is cold. It's like air conditioning cold. Uh, um. Set way too low. Oh no! Not the good kind. Uh, okay. We actually got kissed by mother a long time ago. We're good. No, you're not. Come with me. He puts uh, his other hand on Albie's other shoulder and he begins pulling Albie back with him. No, no, no! Um, Albie's gonna try to grapple him off of her. Yeah, make a strength roll. 15. 15? Yes, you knock him down. He falls down and says, oh no. He falls down uh, and just lands on his back. Uh, and like a turtle on his back, he just struggles a little. But now that he's down, you can see that uh, six other humans just like him have begun walking up the hill, all saying, welcome. Welcome to the soaking mother. You need to go get kissed by mommy. Um, Albie turns to Sturfright. Is there anything in your disguise kit that could give us blue lumps so they're not like trying to give us blue lumps? I believe I used all the blue when I made myself into a little parrot. 
Stir fry. One of the uh, one of the people he puts his hand on your shoulder. And he says, "I'm sorry about that one that said mommy. He's new here. He hasn't learned that her name is mother. Mother, you need to be kissed by mother." He goes to uh, you're very you're a little guy, yeah. Stir fry. He goes to put you under his arm <laughs> and carry you down the hill. Um, Stir fry grabs him under the armpit and then uses the forward momentum to uh, try to uh, throw him over his own shoulder, throw him over his body. That's gonna be an athletics roll. Oh, okay. Stir fry knows judo. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> well, we'll see yeah, maybe. what the dice say about that. Um, I got a, I got a 15. 15? Stirfry, it works. Um, you, I guess you know judo. You pull, uh, you pull out a judo move and you, uh, you send him rolling down the hill, knocking the other people over. And he goes, oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. As he rolls down the hill and they say, oh no, we've been knocked over. And one of them says, so it's mother, not mommy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, slowly, they all begin to rise again, and undeterred, with placid expressions on their faces, they walk towards you. And they say, you haven't been welcomed to the soaking mother yet. You haven't been welcomed to the soaking. One of them makes a real big show. Mother. Soaking mother. <laughs> soaking mommy is the wrong thing. So they're really cold, right? Really cold to the touch. Cool. Um, Cordelia is going to um, turn to the closest one to her. Okay, so that's going to be a human man. Okay, is he blue? He's got a blue growth coming out of the top of his head. It's at like a jaunty angle. They're all at different angles. His is at like a fun, like a, someone like trying out a cap and they look at themselves in the mirror like, look at you. Could this be you? Is this you? You just had a big breakup. Is this the new you? Like that's his sort of. Fairy but he doesn't fun. have that energy. That's just the angle. Okay, well, I definitely don't want to take that from him, but here I go to blast, of you. <laughs> blast some burning hands right at his uh, growth. Okay, he makes a dexterity saving throw. He gets five, though. Uh-oh. So you definitely hit dead on. And um, the fire, the thing about the untamed elements, it's not known for its precision <laughs> strikes, you know? You you get the growth on the top of the head, but you also get the entire head oh, no. for 17 damage. The thing about 17 fire damage uh, to somebody who, by the way, had six hit points <laughs> is it kills him instantly. <laughs> no. The growth explodes. Yeah. And when it does, all of the other people around say, oh, ow, ow, tear, no. No, no, no. Uh, but this guy, he says nothing because where he's got doesn't have a mouth anymore. Yeah. His head exploded. But a little, you know, something's coming out of the throat. But it, that's not screaming, really. Yeah. That's just some bile, just sort of shooting up out of the throat. He falls over. He falls onto the knees. Falls over forward. And the others walk towards you, saying, "Please don't do that to us. That was very painful." Does he stay down? He stays down. He's out. Okay. He has no head. <laughs> was he a horseman? <laughs> Bellow's gonna look at Stirfry making cool eye contact and says, Hey, Sturf, maybe you could perform a little surgery? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know it, pal. I'll, um, I'll fix your knee. Is that what you're saying right now? No, do, do some. Give you a new toe? No, do some cool, like, rogue moves, dude, <laughs> and, like, slice off one of these growths. Oh yeah, so I just just quickly, yeah, I don't consider that like a medical thing. I, it's the, actually the opposite of medical. The humans with the blue grows on their head, they all look around. They say, "The Kenku is planning to use rogue tactics to harm us. We need to go for. We need to strategically. We need to aim for the crow. So let's all do that." And they all nod and say, "That's a great idea." And one of them says, "I'm so sorry about the mommy thing. From <laughs> I feel like I really I undercut everyone, um, and I didn't mean to do that. I'm st- I'm brand new to the growth." and they all head towards stir-fry, stir-fry. More are coming up the hill, um, and uh, they one of them, the, the growth on their head begins throbbing, and others from down below, they nod wordlessly, and they all, uh, 20 now people are moving out of the town and all walking up towards stir-fry in particular. Stir-fry, what are you gonna do? And the humans with blue growths closest to stir-fry bump right into a wall of rats. A bunch of rats have swarmed around Stirfry and built a wall in between him and these people as Stirfry explains to Bellow, it's just that surgery is one of those, <laughs> it's a medical thing for aid. What I do is I kill, kill, kill. Now, if you're saying I there's surgical precision in what I do, I would not argue with you there. But precision is not the first thing I think of when I think of surgery. I think of healing, I think of health. So the thing about a wall of rats is it's very icky. Um, but it provides very little structural integrity and the humans just push through it very quick. 
they knock the rats away. Many rats are, I'm sorry to say, losing their lives as humans are just stepping on them and stomping forward and they're reaching out for you, Sturfer. They're completely unarmed, but you now feel four sets of hands on you, all pulling you with them across this now, this uh, this this fallen tower of Babel of rats. While they're doing this, Branson, while they're focused all of their attention on Sturfry, Bello is going to draw his scimitar and he is going to <sighs> attempt to slice off the growth from one of the people grabbing on to Sturf. Now, Gio, you're going to have to make an attack roll to make that happen. Okay, Branson, let's see what, let's see what goes down. I love what down. you're saying, and I trust you, but we'll see. Uh, that would be a natural 20, my friend. Whoa. That would be a natural 20? So that, this smooth. So listeners, fans of D&D might know that that doesn't come as no surprise to you. It works. <laughs> you cleanly slice it up. You are, this is like, you don't even leave a scar, dude. You just like, you get in there, you get it like right to the, the fucking, there was hair underneath. You don't cut the hair. You don't cut the hair, dude. It just, you cut that thing fucking right off. It comes right off with a, a pop. It's, and as soon as it's the thing, off. It, what happens is. For a moment, oh, it yeah. looks like Bello did nothing. It looks like Bello, like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like Bello's sword just like phased through the growth. And then after just a moment, the growth slowly slides off the guy's head cleanly. It does. And as soon as it slides off of his, there's like a white line, yeah, yeah. right? And it, as, as soon as it starts sliding off, it begins uh, very quickly. It begins decaying and overripening and rotting right before your eyes. And it falls off with a, a horrible, it hits the, the cobblestones uh, down below you. And there's a hit. You're still at the top of the hill, but it's a cobblestone street leading up there. Uh, and as soon as it hits the street, it begins hissing and boiling and burning away at the cobblestones. And the man yeah. who's left looks at you with new eyes and says, what's happening? What's going on? Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God get out of here get out get out now oh my god fuck 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 what do i do what do i do and he goes ah and he <laughs> runs off into the woods oh shit i shouldn't have burned that other guy he's saying he's shouting he's like i have i have no survivalist instincts i'm, I'm not gonna last a fortnight in these woods but it's better than what awaits me and the soaking mommy i was the mommy guy <laughs> albie <laughs> albie go after him we need answers uh on it and albie's gonna run after that guy you quickly overpower him. He's a normal man. You're a dexterous barbarian. Hi, hi. Um, I'm not gonna hurt you, but I, I need. It's not about being hurt. Mother wasn't gonna hurt me either. Can you tell me what happened? How did this? How did this? The whole town get overrun like this? Nobody knows, but people think it was several seeds. There were set, like blue growing seeds that were left at the the peacekeepers. Uh, you know the the, the the like the jail. It seemed to come from there because now that's where the heart is is located now. Uh, and she just came and it's you know it's at first it was like oh there's a big heart but it's Silky Valley you know it's a crazy town. Yeah. There's people with heads made of clouds here. There's the Pepsi brother. It's a yeah. it's a, it's a crazy place. Then there was a big heart and before you knew it, yeah. most people you know had these blue growths on their head. And then eventually. I was one of the last people. Then I had a blue growth on my head. I vaguely remember everything that was happening. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. You're trapped inside your body. You can watch what's happening, but you have no you have no say over what's happening. It's horrible. I'm really sorry. I think that was us. Um, you can go. Have a good life. That was you? Yeah, I think um we definitely had seeds. Uh we definitely had some blue seeds. She's you monsters. She's yeah. You I, pieces of shit. Wow. I, you absolute <laughs> wretched. If I had any physical strength or institutional power, I, I would wield it against you, but I don't. Do you, I am no danger to you. Do you want to hit me? Yes. Okay, Elby's going to just like But I won't. Oh. And that's the difference between you and me. Unless you wouldn't hit me. I don't know what you're like. Uh, it depends. Okay. That seems like a yes. <laughs> If it was a no, it would have been a no. Yeah. Sorry, what's your name? All right, fair enough. <laughs> what's your name? Uh, Greg, Greg Proops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can leave. I'm saying get out of here. Have a good... Okay, I'm going. I just, I don't like that I share my name with a famous improv comedian <laughs> who exists in our world. Um. Yeah, I get that. I wouldn't like it either. I'm out of here. I hope you find your peace with what you've done. Um, before you go, do you have any idea how to stop her? How to stop her? Yeah. 
Why don't you just get away from her? That's what I'm doing. If I knew how to stop her, I would have done it. I spent three whole weeks in town. No, months. I spent three whole months in Ah, two months. I spent two months. I'm not a calendar guy. I spent two whole months in town <laughs> avoiding her. There's a resistance. There's an underground resistance. There is? Yes, of course. There's always an underground resistance. Well, how do you get underground? The sewers. Where's the closest entrance to the sewer? I'm not a city planner. Uh-huh. I'm an event coordinator. Oh! Um, well... And my name is Greg Bruce. Okay, okay, Greg. Thank you so much. I'm really sorry. Uh, we didn't know. We didn't know what the seeds would do. Uh, so I'm going to let you uh, go. And I'm going to go talk to my friends. Let this be a lesson. Mm. If ever again you are in the possession of several strange, arcane, genocidal blue seeds, don't lose track of them. I, that's really good advice, Greg. I didn't hear, and I promise. Oh, I promise. Okay. Um, bye. Goodbye. I will die in these woods. <laughs> he runs off into the woods. As Albie turns back, what a sight she sees. Stirfry rides uh, the blue growth with a knife in the hand, uh, sawing it off. <laughs> with every hack of the saw, everyone around you, no, no, stop, stop, ow, stop, stop. Guys! Um, Albie's gonna beckon to the group from, like, just, you know, just beyond the fringe of the town. Yeah, Cordelia drops two coins in the, like, mess of the head that she exploded and runs over to Albie. Yeah, what's going on? Are we leaving? What are we doing? Stirfry jams the knife even deeper and then able, and then after nodging it back and forth, he's able to manipulate the brain, then turning that man to Albie and then uh, forcing him forward, riding him like a horse. Yeah, you ratatouille this guy over towards Albie, but you, as soon as you get to the edge of town, the edge of town is, is delineated by the sign, which says the soaking mother. As soon as you get to that, he just begins walking into it like a video game character, the edge of where you can walk. Uh, he just, wa he cannot, he can go no further. And he says, ow, 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 ow. This is a form of torture. Stop. Sir, ow, get off him. Ow. I never tried to hurt you. Why did you do this to me? Oh, it's not fair. Oh, ow. right. Just. Same as before, the growth it begins immediately to over-ripen and rot, uh, and it is horrible. Actually, Stirfry, since you're handling it, um, I need you to roll a d12. Six. Uh, it, it does six, like, just necrotic damage uh, to your hand. Uh, as soon as it is... is, uh, is Yikes. As soon as it's detached from this guy, it does six necrotic damage your hand it burns it hurts so bad and the guy screams what's going on what's going on what's go oh my god oh my brain oh there was a knife in my brain oh my, oh god, my god shut oh. up shut up my hand um, hurts my hand I hurts i really didn't want to be ratatouille and he dies uh, finally he shut up and my hand hurts Albie, what's going on bello Freddy, come on, come here. We're right here. I'm not a fuck enough for you. What the fuck? Um, Albie, Albie, like, kind of, like, pats uh, Stir Fry on the shoulder, and she huddles her friends together. Okay. What did you learn? You guys are now on the edge of town, and everyone, there is just, like, a wall of people just standing, uh, looking directly at you, saying, oh, come on, come into the soaking mother. Please, come on. Albie, okay. what did you learn from Greg? How did you know his name was Greg? Oh, he was at the Delighted Wife. Okay, yeah, figures. We flash back to the delighted wife. Uh, uh, Bello, this is like months ago. Yeah. Bello, you're uh, you're ordering a drink, and a man at the bar uh, looks at you and says, um, "Do you have any events you need coordinated?" Mm, I used to have a lot of frat parties really recently, but at the moment, not so many. That's a damn shame. By the way, I'm Bello. Where were my manners? What's your name, friend? Uh, my name is Greg. Greg P. <laughs> Greg P. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Bello G. Bello G. Be uh, Bello, I got us a drink. Oh, hello, sir. Hey, I have a guy question for you. What's something you can say to your chauffeur, but not your wife? Well, probably anything. Me and my wife have a terrible relationship. Huh. <laughs> and we flash back to the present. <laughs> he had a wife? <gasps> that guy's like, focus, focus. Okay. So... Greg told me that there is an underground resistance trying to fight against Mother. <gasps> Ooh. Hell yeah. Cherry! Maybe. I bet it's Scrub Fabulous. Well, whoever it is, we have to get to the sewers if we want to make contact with them. 
I don't think there's any way fighting our way through this unless we want to kill all these people. And as much as that is kind of our MO, that feels, it's starting to feel very bad. No, I agree. If we get our hands dirty, then we get our hands hurt. Hurty. If you look at my hands. <laughs> what? Cordelia, uh, Cordelia's looking at the, the guy that she put coins like in the mess of where his head was. Yeah, yeah. And she's like sort of thinking about that and turns back to the group and is like, you know, that guy, I just sent him to the diner. Mm-hmm. What you sent his soul to the diner. Okay, but I think, like, we might go to the diner. Well, doesn't that depend on where we die? Definitely. But I'm just thinking, if we if we kill people now, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. aren't we just going to see them again soon? <laughs> yeah, but, like, they wouldn't have all this stuff, you know. No, we definitely will well, that's no. part of why i think we shouldn't kill an entire city oh, oh wow. no we, uh, cord 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 that's why we're going back to polaris we're not going we're not going to go to the diner we're going right back to polaris and then we're just going to like quickly send it back up here and then we'll be done and come back so we're not even going to like stop in at the diner if we wanted to stop in the diner we wouldn't have to go on this long journey we could have just killed ourselves at any time and coined up Wait, how close is the diner to Polaris? I do not have a map, but I did sort of think we could just swing by. I don't. I I just assumed that I would be able to like check it out, you know, like because I've been working remotely for so long. I thought it'd be kind of nice. Gord, Gord, I, you know, we're tight. We're like we're we're buds, but yeah, this could have come up sooner. I. I thought that you all were thinking the same thing as me. And while you guys have this discussion, from out of the tree line, a barrage, a volley of orange flame starts shooting out of the tree line. Rapid fire, rapid fire. It is like being shot out of like a Gatling gun, just like orange flame. It's just like little balls of orange flame are shooting out of the forest at all of these people around uh, the edge of town. It's hitting them in the head. It's burning up their uh, their blue growths, but also their heads, killing them. Uh, there's uh, the, the flames spread through this group of people. It is now probably 30 or 40 people who are just standing there waiting for you to return to the town. And they begin to catch on in flames and they go, no, no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And the ones that are, are, are caught into flame, they die. They fall over, they die instantly, and the others, they're, they're grabbing their own unharmed blue growth, saying, oh, ow, 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 and they run and run, and they're just running back into town now. You're completely alone, uh, along with probably uh, 11 or 12 just, like, burned-up bodies. Their heads are still burning. There's, like, smoldering embers of orange flame coming off the top of their heads. Whoa! Albie wheels around and tries to locate where that fire was coming from. Bellow's going to run right in in the direction of it. You run right in in the direction, and Bella, you don't have to run far, because sitting on a stump is a small gnome man <gasps> who appears to be in his late 40s. He has an eye patch covering a deep scar, a five o'clock shadow, and a sleeveless white shirt. Deep in his thick, graying chest hair are battle-damaged dog tags. He wears camo fatigues and combat boots. On his arm is a tattoo of a broken heart with the word family, question mark, <laughs> written above it in script. Oh my God. His right arm is gone at the elbow, replaced with some sort of preposterous and yes, steampunk cannon. His left hand has been replaced with a right hand. From his mouth dangles a single cigarette. He takes a drag and lowers his Joe Biden sunglasses. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. Oh my God. Oh my God. Peepus! Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. 
are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey guys, what are you up to? Let's get back to the pool. This barbecue won't grill itself. Not now, Tim. We just got some breaking news. Whoa, 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 whoa. I love the news. Politics? Business? Wall Street always keeps me on my toes. No, Tim. Tim, this is more important. It's about the Rude Tales Patreon. Oh my, I'm, I'm so sorry. Hey, everyone! Everyone! Quiet down! Summer fun has got to wait. <laughs> now, what's this about the Rude Tales Patreon? Well, for a long time, Rude Tales has only had their $5 and $10 tiers. Of course. Popper's Folly and the Bearers of the Black Grail, which gets you access to all kinds of bonus audio episodes like Rude Talks of Chatting and Patreon-exclusive games like Merkborg. Are you saying that's... changing? It is. Rude Tales of Magic is adding two new Patreon tiers. And Tim, they're live right now. <laughs> oh my god. And I thought Wall Street was the only thing that could surprise me. Tell me everything. Well, the first new tier is Gnome Nobles, and for $25 a month, you get everything in our lower Patreon tiers. And more. There's a special Discord channel just for the Nobles, complimentary tickets to live Root Tale shows, and we'll send you a character sheet for an original 5e character written by you, or me, or even Allie Fisher. And spots are limited, so people are gonna act fast. That's incredible, but... Look, I sort of want to get back to my summer vacation. I, I really hope there's not more. Tim, I'm sorry, but there just is. Okay. For their most generous supporters, Root Tales is introducing a brand new Big Freak tier. Okay, look, I'm starting to feel like you guys waited to break this news to steal the limelight at my barbecue. <laughs> what is this, a hostile takeover on Wall Street? And that's not true. Hey, tell you what, to find out more about the Big Freak tier... You can just go to patreon.com slash of magic. You can go to patreon.com slash of magic. We'll do that. Thanks, guys. Now, can we jump in this pool? Really? You mean it? Oh, thank you. I love you guys. <laughs> Friends, listeners, Romans, don't lend me a cent. But you can lease me your, uh, well, uh, your ears. Yeah, you can lend, you can lease me your, uh, I'm starting over. Hi, I'm Tim Platt, and I do a show in Brooklyn called Made of Bugs, where I do a mix of stand-up, musical comedy, and sketch. But this month, I'm doing things even bigger and even bander, because, for the first time, I will have a full backing band for all of my original songs. I really hope you come to check it out. This will be the first show of its kind for me, and I hope to keep on growing it so the more people there, the better. It's on Tuesday, July 25th at Littlefield in Brooklyn, New York. And this month, we will have special guests, Simple Town... Spike Einbinder, and Richard Perez. Not to mention the band itself, Simon Haynes and his musical boys. A bigger, bander made of bugs is at Littlefield on July 25th, and you can get your tickets right now on my Linktree. Linktree slash Timothy Platt, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Timothy Platt. That's Linktree with a dot between the R and the E, or at the Littlefield website. I hope to see you there. How do you know that name? He, he looks around at the entire group now. Who are you? How do you know me? Who sent you? Oh, we knew your dad. Um. <gasps> you knew Barfus? Oh, uh, okay. I might've gotten lost in the weeds here a little bit. Uh, we knew Poopus? Poopus? Yeah. He takes a drag on a cigarette. He goes, I haven't heard that name in a long, long time. Seems like a name from a distant dream, from a life half-remembered. I think we're getting it. It disappears now, like water dissolving in... Oh, sorry, did you have something to say? <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. 
What's your name? My name is Peepus. Yeah, that's what. That's but you already knew that because many of you shouted it at me. It's Peepus, Bello. It's Peepus. So, have you celebrated a lot of birthdays recently? No, it works different for gnomes. You see, the natural state of a gnome is being a little old man. Yeah. And so our adolescences are extremely rapid. In a matter of months, we can get into our late 40s, just from babyhood into our late 40s. And then very quickly, we settle around a nice, like, 90 to 100, and we stay that way for several hundred years. Albie is looking horrified at Bello, and she's like, I can't believe you forgot our baby. What do you mean, your baby? Don't talk to me about babies. He takes a drag on a cigarette. He goes, you know, I was left in the woods as a baby. The cruelest, coldest thing you can do to a baby is to leave it alone in the woods. You know, if you don't touch babies, they die. Did you know that? But also, if you leave them alone in the woods, sometimes they grow up to be hardened, embittered, cynical bastards. (laughs) Just like me. I'm the best at what I do, but what I do ain't nice. (laughs) It's killing people here in the soaking mother. You know... Oh, boy. Peepus, I've learned a lot in my travels, and... Have you learned how to kill a family? It's um, my last goal, to kill the ones who left me behind. Well, you, what, what, maybe what you don't know is that, like, maybe whoever left you behind was protecting you from a greater danger. What greater danger? I was left alone in the woods. There were giant <laughs> spiders. There was a massive, like, flesh baby thing yeah, that I narrowly maybe, avoided yeah, a number of times. I was left very close to You're them, talking about the Kevin. Way. You're talking about Kevin. Maybe whoever left you... Oh, it's got a name? I didn't know it had a name. I was so busy avoiding well, it. Well, maybe whoever left you was trying to uh, distract Kevin from you. Well, I hope I can meet whoever left me one day so I can kill them with my own. And he looks at his hand and goes, Oh, hand! <laughs> Look, 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 look. We can't solve all of our family histories right now. If we could, we'd all be much healthier and loved. But we can't. We've got a problem at hand. Whoever abandoned you, uh, Bello, you're raising your hand. Gang, gang, I think that, I think this falls under, like, no more fucking around rules, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Peepus, it was us. What do you mean it was you? I would gotta get to the point. What do you mean it was you? I was a different man then. I was a skeleton and I didn't care if you were there or not. I was also left in the woods as a baby. He cocks his gun and he aims it at all of you. He goes, prepare to die. If you really are the family that abandoned me, death is the kindest thing I could do for any of you. You don't deserve to live with that guilt. I'm sure the guilt of leaving a baby alone in the woods has haunted your every step, your every waking hour as you've wondered, why did I do it? I'm sure I've been a ghost to you. I've been a specter haunting you. Well, it's time to come collecting. And he coughs his gun hand and he aims it at... Bello. He aims the gun hand at you and he says, Eat flame. And he fires the gun at you, Bello. Albie shouts, no! And she jumps to knock Bello down to the ground. Stir Fry yells, no! And jumps to to knock uh, Bello down to the ground. So you both, uh, <laughs> in trying to knock Bello Cord, from different Freddy, angles, no. you've, really, you've just like pinned Bello right in the middle, <laughs> making him a, a sitting target. And so now he rolls with advantage. No! Bello, what's your AC? Great question, Branson. Uh, Freddy jumps into Cordelia's arms and says, No! <laughs> Branson, Bello's AC is 13. Your AC is 13? I got a 13. So he fires it at you, Bello, and he misses. And Cordelia goes, No! When she realizes it misses, and then sort of like gets involved. Nice. <laughs> Whoa. Here's the thing, though. It misses Bello, but there are two friends of Bello standing directly next to him. Albie, it hits you. Oh. He hits you for, hits you for ten damage. Holy shit! Oh, hits you right in the chest. Ah! Uh, Albie falls to the ground and she starts rolling around, trying to smother the flames. Luckily, LB, that was exactly what you're supposed to do uh, when you're on fire. You stopped, 
you dropped, and yes, you rolled, so you do put the flames out, but you have taken uh, 10 burning damage right to the chest. He cocks his gun again, and he aims it at, uh, he aims it now at, uh, at Cordelia, the biggest target. He doesn't want to miss again, and he's going to take, he's going to fire it at Cordelia and say, prepare to die. Cordelia, what's your AC? 13. He misses you, and instead he hits the bones. Oh, no! Oh, shit! The Bonesby, he does seven damage to you. Oof! Orange flame moves across you and it, 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 it burns up. It, it feels terrible. Unfortunately, uh, De Bonesby, you're held in arms right now. Uh, Cordelia, you're going to take half of that damage because you're holding a burning person, which traditionally is one of the best ways to catch on fire. Yeah. Um, do either of you stop, drop, and roll? Frederick, you don't have the option because you're being held. Cordelia, what do you do? Yeah, um, I stop, drop, and roll and Freddy's in, still in my arms as I'm rolling. Okay, great. So you stop, you drop, you both roll. Yeah. The flames are put out uh. and he cocks it again. And he says, you people are animals. Oh, that's not true. The animals are my friends. They raised me. You, I wish you were animals. The animals were parents to me. You were nothing. Bellow's gonna pick him up. No, no, come on, no, don't do that. Oh, come on, you, yo, fuck you. And he's gonna, but he's also, you picked him up. You pick him up by, how do you pick him up? I pick him up like I, like I, I, um, you know, like I scoop up under his armpits and hold him up. And so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that he, he can't really like aim at me. You know, his arm is kind of like out. Yeah, he's like kicking at you and he's aiming, he's just like firing off into the air. Um, there's a robin that uh, only Albie can notice flying up in the air and he hits it and it explodes into flames. And uh, you can hear the bird's last words of, I said I had to find a safer way to get high. This isn't what I meant. Oh! Albie covers her eyes mournfully. You see the Robin's uh, spirit go up to heaven. He goes, I'm the first thing to go to heaven in this story. (laughs) (laughs) Peepus, we're sorry. Sorry's not going to cut it. You left me alone in the woods for months, which is decades to me, you piece of shit. Do you know what it's been like? What I've been through? He lifts his eye patch and you see a normal eye, but there's a scar over it. I got a scar on this eye that I'm ashamed of. I'm sorry, Peepus. I'm not. I'm not sorry, Peepus. Finally, somebody at least speaks to me honestly. Of course you're not sorry. You probably came here to finish off the job. Absolutely not. Stirfry marches forward. He's trying to kick you. Uh, I, he, uh, uh, Stirfry jumps over it. (laughs) Um... This is a tough world out there. The places we've been would have knocked your socks off. But know who socks they would have knocked off? You now. You needed to be strong. You needed to be fearless. You needed to be the best at what you could do. And we were not the teachers for that. But the woods were. Had you followed us, you would have surely died a baby in a gelatinous cube. I think not. A baby surrounded by um, uh, farmland wood creatures trying to make a big meal? I think not. A baby in a city that relies on rules? I think not. You needed a teacher, and it was not us. The teacher was these woods. Don't you see, my boy? We were too young, too inexperienced, too weak to give you the support you needed. But look at you now. You don't need anyone. You just have your goddamn eyes, your goddamn hands and your goddamn cannon. A cannon we never could have given to you. So I'm happy we left you behind, because now we've met a true friend, a warrior, a companion, a son. <laughs> he lowers his uh, his Joe Biden sunglasses and he looks at you with confusion in his eyes. Okay, stir fry, I need you to make a persuasion roll with advantage. I'm gonna make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. You gotta beat me. I got a critical fail times 12. What does that mean? One times 12 12? is 12. What an annoying way to say (laughs) I got a 12. (laughs) I gave you advantage and this is what you do to me. It's incredible that you can say such good things and such bad things. Yeah, I mean, everyone's got a bit of love and a little bit of hate inside of them. Heaven (laughs) and hell. Anyway, he got a critical fail. Your speech, it moves him. Bello, you feel him in his arms as he goes slack. You're right. You're right. By doing this to me, by leaving me alone, by making me undergo a boy named Sue style adolescence, 
You've turned me into a cynical badass who doesn't take shit from anybody, who's learned to rely on himself, who's the best at what he does, but what he does, <laughs> it ain't nice. I'm a survivor. And that's because of you guys? Yeah. This is your side of the mountain. That sucks so bad. I hate that. But I do believe it. Fuck! Oh, I was so mad. What do I do with all this anger? You should meet the other, like, childlike character. What do you mean, other childlike character? You should meet... Have you done this to multiple kids? No, 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 We didn't have the bandwidth to raise anyone. Remember what I just said? We didn't have the bandwidth to raise anyone. What do you guys say? And from in the woods, you hear a voice saying, Hey guys, it's me. I've been following. Do you guys need any help? It seems like there's a bunch of blue guys that I saw some fire. Do you need me to take care of anything? I'm about, I'm about 50 yards away. I could enter into the line of sight. What do you want? Flip cup. We'll talk tomorrow. Okay. I'm going to go back to eating this man. His name is Greg Proops. <laughs> oh no. He's still alive. I started in the middle. Uh, oof. I, I guess finish. <laughs> that's the nicer thing. I think at this point, that's the kindness. Cord, maybe you could, maybe you could share something because you uh, had similar circumstances to Beepus. Oh yeah, yeah. So, I I was also left in the woods, but that's just how Sasquatches do it. He looks around and he says, "Put me on the ground." I'm not. Oh, <laughs> Put, I'm talking to the other one. I'm talking I'm to just, the person just holding you. you talk to me course. left. I'm talking to Bello right now. You put me on the ground. Let's walk and talk. Do you want to ride on my shoulders? No, I don't want to ride on your shoulders. I, feel I mean, like... I, yes, I want to. I want to play catch with all of you guys, but no. We could make up for lost time. No, not anymore. Okay. I'm a hardened badass. Okay. That's the man you raised by not raising me. Okay. You missed it. You missed your shot to play catch with me. I respect you so much, I'll put you down. Thank you so much. <laughs> all right, let's go. And he's going to lead you through the woods. He goes, let's walk and talk. I know a way in. <gasps> this was the whole point of me <laughs> approaching you guys in the first place. <laughs> we follow. All right. So as he's he's leading you through the woods and he's like, Court, yeah, what did you have to say? What did you grew up like this? Yeah. I mean, you know, stir fry said it already, but it is it's a true adventure and it's a learning experience to be out there on your own and discovering who you are in the vastness of the world, only to discover who you are in the society of the world later. You forget to come first. You think that was a good way to be raised? I wasn't being raised. No, but like, do you think, so you obviously, you have no hard feelings to your parents then, I guess. Right. You don't want to kill your parents? You think you, you have like a lot of like respect and admiration for your parents? I actually just met my dad and I think he's great. I've never met my mom. I don't think I'm going to. And that doesn't eat you up? It doesn't. I don't know. It made me a bit. Why aren't you a bitter hard ass like I, I am? I'm a bitter hard gotta ass. I gotta tell you, I really don't know. But. Wow, maybe I was always going to be a bitter hard ass. You know. Ooh, I have a contrast. I was raised on a bed of pillows for my entire life. And I had a daddy who was there way too much. And I killed him because I hated him. That's what I was about to do to you. But I had the opposite thing. Wow. I guess families really are complicated. Yeah, you're better off. I guess there's no such thing as a traditional family, is there? Hey, Peepus. I'm Peepus. Catch. Stirfry takes out one of his eyes and tosses <laughs> it to him. He shoots a fireball at it. <laughs> uh, he hits the eyeball, but it just it's a glancing blow. Uh, just you get really dry eyes. <laughs> Where is Ben Stein when you need him? <laughs> and so the um, uh, the pressure of the fire hit, hits the um, pushes the, the eyeball back, which Sir Fry catches in his right hand. <laughs> ah, hey! He looks back at you with murder in his eyes. He said, "I said you missed your shot. Don't you dare try to condescend to me. I liked you because you shot me straight. Don't ever, ever." Try to make up for lost time with me again. By the end of this episode, we will not respect each other as equals. Mark my words. All right. But hey, fuck you, pal. Catch is catch no matter what. No matter what time, whatever circumstances. Catch is a gentleman's game and a, and a lady's pleasure. Catch is. Right, I don't have time to see where this riff is going. Um, LB, uh, LB kind of just like hobbles over to Bello and says like, Babe, I got singed. Can you help? Yeah, babe, I got you. 
I like that they've become a babe couple. <laughs> that really snuck up on me. That's right. I don't know. Bellow's going to cast Cure Wounds, and a healing green light emerges from his beautiful hands. The wave of green energy, green healing energy, washes over the burned bits of his babe for a regained nine hit points. Oh, nice. Yeah, it feels like when you, like, brush your teeth and then use, like, mouthwash, like, that really super fresh feeling. Albie feels that in the burns on her chest. <sighs> and she can breathe again. Um, Freddie, still in Cordelia's arms, uh, looks up to her and says, we gotta get off some babe to do that for us, huh? And then he starts licking his burned wound. Oh my god. <laughs> hey, Peepus. I'm Peepus. Are you hooked up with the underground? I don't hook up with anybody. Except sexually. Okay. Oh, nice. so, we, so we, yes or my no? What? Yes or no? Oh, sorry, I got distracted thinking about how I, I'm I'm sexually active, even though the last time you knew me, I was a baby. <laughs> Happens no, to get... everyone. And how you, you didn't age oh, in the meantime, God. but I've been rapidly aging, and I've become sexually active, unless I'm lying. But you'll never know. <laughs> why would you you'll lie? You'll never know. Why, wh- why <laughs> would you lie? not knowing. Why would I yeah. lie? What, to puff myself up and make myself seem more important or maybe i have but i've been i've just been around animals my whole life so you don't want to fucking hear about okay. it uh, okay. have you, are you familiar with the underground resistance oh yeah why didn't you just ask that i don't know i, I was kind of like i don't know i thought i was using your lingo do you know do you, is there a member of the underground resistance named jerry Mentalgen? jerry yeah he's sort of an old war buddy of mine yeah i think i, I think i know the name but hold on i think there's some bad entrances here. Some entrances that worked and then some that don't anymore. Hold on, I have to check. Yeah. Let me make a nature roll. <laughs> he uh, he brings you to a large stump. He makes a nature roll. It succeeds. He knocks on the side of the stump. He goes, hollow, just like I thought. And hold on. He puts a huge ear to the side of the stump. He goes, all right, this is the one. He's going to knock on the stump uh, three times. He pauses. He knocks on it three more times. He pauses and knocks on it once. The top of the stump opens up. <gasps> In here. This will bring you to the sewers. That was a good knock. Are you coming with us? Yeah. Of course I am. Okay, great. We're family, aren't we? Aw. I, I guess we I are. I guess, yeah. <laughs> so you don't even think of me as family. I just didn't kill you guys, which I could have I done, mean, I didn't by want the to impose that on you. Right, well, that was decent. Here's the thing. You sort of became a baby before our eyes. It's not like, you know. What do you mean? Well, you sort of made a sacrifice. I don't remember being a baby due to being a baby. I don't have any oh. of these memories. You guys are just colors and shapes to me. You. Not anymore. I guess now that is still true, but they're way more organized. I just <laughs> figured because you knew about Barfus, you knew more of your like personal history. No, I just knew that. Uh, shut up. That's how I knew Barfus. <laughs> shut the fuck up is how I knew Barfus. I don't know. I just I just remembered that. I was able to remember my father's name. Yeah, because you actually... I, 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 I know I was I was once a poopus. Yes, yes, you were. It's as I said before, it's like a dream, a distant dream I can barely remember. And That's we, how we and met poopus, you. Poopus wasn't our family, but Poopus was our ally. So we're not even related? Well, what happened was Poopus made a sacrifice... And that sacrifice against mother involved him turning into you, becoming a baby. The ultimate sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice, going back and being a baby and getting to be alive for much longer than you were going yeah. to. Yeah. A sacrifice even greater than dying on the cross. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> wow. He looks down and he has sort of a private moment to himself that is still being broadcast to all of you guys as he sort of performatively, he looks out as if he's like looking out a window at the rain, even though it's not raining and he's outside. I wonder if I still have that in me, the ability to give up everything and make a sacrifice greater than dying on the cross for my friends. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. 
Maybe I'm too hard and embittered and cynical these days. There's just no way to know. Come on in! And he hops in the stump. Albie um, hops in after. Stir fry follows. Wee! Now, Wee! As you all hop into the Yo-ho! stump, uh, you're led down a curling slide, an internal slide. Oh, it's been cleaned and polished, and it's it's like metal, but it's not. It's wood. It's hardwood, polished hardwood. And you slide down this spiraling, this spiraling uh, little, uh, it's like a water park slide. And it goes on for probably, what is that, 100 feet? Oh, wow, you really were at the top of the hill, and you, you emerge, and you land, boom, 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 onto... Oh, a match, a dingy old mattress in a darkened underground room. It smells like standing water and stale dreams that got fucked up <laughs> by a bad guy. <laughs> some of this stuff I wrote in advance and some of it's on the fly. But which is which? You'll never know. There's a poster on like, the, it's like a cave wall interior and there's a post and there's like some tree roots hanging down. Uh, and there's a, there's a, di- there's dim torch light. Uh, it, it's not a very large room. It's probably uh 10 by 10. Uh, and uh, there's a poster on the sort of cave wall of a wizard shooting a fireball. And it just says magic. <laughs> One of the most popular things in Cordelia. Oh, hell yeah. And then there's a row of t-shirts, each more appealing <laughs> than the last. <laughs> <laughs> and it's such affordable prices. Okay, Albie's Albie's looking around. She's trying to see like if she's spotting, you know, pathways. Yes, there's a long, uh, dark tunnel that, of course, most of you guys can see perfectly down because uh, you all have fucking dark vision. So you can see down this tunnel, and you see that up ahead, probably about a hundred feet, the, there's like a, a wide, uh, there's like a wide fork in the road. Mm-hmm of the tunnel, um, and Peepus gets ahead of you and he stands at the, the, the entrance to the tunnel. He says, this is very important. If we get separated, you need to remember this one rule above all else. Okay. These tunnels, they shift and they change. And some of them have been taken over by mother. Some of them connect to the sewers. Some of them are safe. Some of them are not. If we get separated, remember this. If it starts to smell good, you are in imminent danger. Mother runs a tight ship. She keeps things clean and spick and span. Every bottom wiped. That's mother's <laughs> catchphrase, I would imagine. I don't know. We don't talk a lot. But if it smells bad, you're on the right path. If it smells good, maybe you're in for a world of hurt. Smell of perfume, you leave the room. Smell of ill scent? Baby, you've spent your last scent to get home and there you are. I, we can work, Trappy. Maybe it's good that I wasn't raised in your presence. All right. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. And hey, try to keep up, all right? Whoa. And he takes a drag on the cigarette and he blows smoke in your face and he runs down. Runs down the tunnel. He takes a right. Does the... He is not waiting for you guys. This is a man who was raised on his own in the woods. He's not used to community. He's not used to checking in with people. Branson, does the the magic poster on the wall, does that imply that there's like people living? Like, is it, is this, does it feel like a lived in space? This feels like, I mean, that's the only thing adorning uh, this tunnel, but it does feel a little like people are are down here and using Actively these entrances moving. and exits. Okay, great, yeah. cool. Nobody's here right now, but there is a poster. And yes, <laughs> There is an implication with that poster. <laughs> Stripfry is following Peepus. Yeah, yeah, we're on yeah, the yeah. move. Um, you walk by uh, on the wall of one of the tunnels. Uh, there's a there's a graffitied message, which is uh, it says environmental storytelling graffiti. <laughs> <laughs> wow, these details really tell a story. Albie barely clocks it as she rushes past. But she kind of clocks it. She kind of clocks, yeah. clocks it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bello notices taped to the wall. There are uh, there are series just in a line of of journal entries of some <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first one it says day one. Mother has shown up, but nothing seems wrong at all. Uh-uh. Everything seems fine. I predict a long life for the citizens of the Soaking Valley. Day signed, 16. Signed Greg P. <laughs> yeah, signed Greg P. Day sixteen. 
things are not as they appear here. Things are a little strange. The children, they speak in such queer tones that there's blue caps on everyone's heads and such placid expressions. Oh, well, what's the worst that could happen? And then there's like day night, signed Greg P. And there's like day 90. It's like, no hope. All is lost. No hope. Oh, the vault has been compromised. Oh, no, there's death stalkers walking the land. Oh, it's fallout. Signed Greg P. <laughs> There's another, it says day 100. I believe her name is Mommy, signed Greg P. LB <laughs> is on Peepus's heels. Uh, you're on his heels. He's doing left, right, uh, two, fro, up, down. Oh no, what's going on in here? Before too long, he leads you out of, there's this like sort of natural tunnel. It's almost like a, a large human sized mole person or of some sort like carve these out. That implies nothing. It's just like sort of what they look like. And before too long, he leads you and he goes, all right, we're, we're switching now into the sewer system. Okay. Stay by me. Hey, Peepus, I have a question. I'm Peepus. Yeah. Left all alone in the woods to die. Oh, uh-huh. Um, so the, the good smelling tunnels, those are, those are mother? They're like her- Yeah, they've been claimed by mother. Are they, do they, like, are they part of her? Everything here is part of her. I guess... She grew up out of the ground. She started taking people over. She even took whole buildings over. I guess I'm just wondering if you, like, I don't know, tried setting one of her tunnels on fire or something and, like, let it work its way back to the hub. We did. We did try setting one of the... That's a very good idea. That you're, you know, we were way ahead of you is the thing. Sure. So we did. We set one of the... No, it's, it's not no, a thing. I'm just letting you know. No, you're smart. I, this is not a bird. <laughs> this is not a bird. You are smart. Oh, we just are also smart. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, That's literally all. I'm just, yeah. I'm just defending the resistance here and saying we're also smart. We did try burning one of the tunnels, and that created uh, people with flame powers. <laughs> Mother started giving birth to people with flame powers. Okay. So just so you know, we then put it out pretty quickly. But there's probably, probably 50 to 60 people in this town, and there's no way of knowing who among them. But they have flame powers. Oh, oh wow! And I harnessed one of them to make this gun. <laughs> Whoa! Nice job. Yeah. Thank you. I'm technically minded. <laughs> um, I mean, we're, we're all technically minded. Like, technically, we're all minded of, the, of we are minds. I have an affinity for technology. Now, I know. I was playing with the, uh, with the interesting use of language, because like, I think language is a sort of flexible... <gasps> this way! Language. And he, he runs up ahead uh, through the, like, several inches of standing water as you running up ahead. He turns a corner. Ali pinches her nose and goes for it. It smells terrible down here. It smells like shit. Oh, P.U. And not it smells like shit and piss and rotting carcasses. The dead are thrown down here. What a disgusting town. Do you think we're yeah. going to make it all the way through to the other side? Like, wait. And Peepus turns and he re wheels around and says, where are you trying to go? Are you trying to meet up with the resistance or are you just trying to cut through the city? Uh, uh... Wouldn't surprise me. The kind of people who would leave a baby alone to die in the woods, they do seem like the kind of people who would leave a whole town defenseless. No, I thought we would meet up, but then then I thought we would probably just keep going through to the other side. I think we gotta, I mean, I think we gotta meet up. Yeah, Peepus, you misunderstood. We thought we were gonna help you and then thought what would happen if we didn't help you. That's, so, so, so that, that's all we were thinking. You people, you people make me sick. And yet I won't kill you because you're right. Your sickness, your degeneracy, it led to me being the good man that I am today. I am a great man, I am Peepus. And I, I survived in the woods all alone. And as he shouts, um, you hear footsteps coming from, uh, coming from a, a, a tunnel, not far from here. It's not up ahead, but it's off to the side in some way. You hear uh, someone's running towards you. <gasps> Shh! You guys shouldn't make so much noise. Okay. Um, Albie's got her back against the tunnel wall, and she's scanning to see if she sees anyone approaching. Um, so you see, you guys are in a long tunnel, and um, off, off to the side, if you're up on, against the side of the wall, off to the side, uh, probably about 30 feet to your right is an intersecting, there's like a four-way intersection. Mm -hmm. Um, and you see, uh, if you look off to the side, uh, you see uh, a large figure 
running down the the running down the tunnel. Albie presses against the tunnel wall. Her elbows are pointed up. She looks like the letter M. Strifry sidles up next to Albie and uh, positions his body, uh, moved limbs and all, to look like the letter A. <gasps> Strifry, Albie, perfect idea. What idea? The footsteps are getting closer and closer and closer, and Peepus, he's, he's making the shush sign to you guys with his right hand on his left arm. Bello runs, Bello runs away from the two of them and presses against the wall and curves his body in a C. Frederick backs up and then runs so hard at the wall, he splatters his goblin goo up against it in the rough shape of a G. It's the only way, only way you could do it. Actually, uh, uh, Frederick, can I have you make a uh, charisma roll? Yes. I got a four. You got a four? It's a comic sans G. <laughs> My lot in life. <laughs> a crit fail is papyrus. <laughs> oh, thank God. I'd have to quit this show. M, A, Comic Sans, G, blank, C. Cordelia, what are you going to do? Cordelia doesn't know what's going on, so she just backs up against the wall with her hands down to the side. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, uh, the weirdest bit that's ever been attempted. <laughs> like, like a fucked up Marx Brothers. You guys spell the word magic. Peepus not knowing what to do. Uh, he goes uh, and he crouches behind you guys, uh, forming a sensible period. Nice. So it is just a, magic. It is a, a matter-of-fact statement of the word magic. Thinking quickly, Bello picks Peepus up and then passes him over so Cordelia can hold him over her head. <laughs> uh, she does. She has no idea why. And now it's a hmm, interesting. Some of it's uppercase, some of it's lowercase. <laughs> This large figure turns the corner as an enormous frogman steps into the light. His hair, usually neatly quaffed, is a wretched mess. Looks like it hasn't been combed in minutes. His clothes, usually the stuff of princes, are now the things of paupers. They're tattered. He hasn't had a bath in a long time. He's been living in the sewers. He looks around. He says, the word magic. And what's this? It's being spelled out by people. People who I know. <gasps> Look who it is. <laughs> Scrum Fabulous at your service. I thought I'd never see you people around here ever again. Because you <laughs> sold us to witch hunters. I did. I thought you were as good as dead. But I see now that I was right to sell you to witch hunters because I got my money and you got to survive. Everyone's a winner. It's the scrum fabulous word. The word magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you see, magic. We put these magic posters up. It's how the resistance communicates with each You're other. You're the resistance? We put them up to let... You're part of the I'm resistance? I'm the head of the resistance. Ha-ha! <laughs> I told you. Now that's what I call an episode of Rude Tales of Magic. That was Ali Fisher as Cordelia, Carly Monado as Albie, Christopher Hastings as Frederick de Bonesby. Joe Lepore as Bellow, Tim Platt as Stir Fry, and Branson Reese as everything and everyone else. What a talent! I can't believe he doesn't do more voiceover work, although he is available. Oh, who am I kidding? Nobody who listens to the outro of Rude Tales has hiring power. Rude Tales of Magic is produced by Bucket of Milk, edited by Steve Delamater. Special thanks to Mike Rugnetta for engineering. Sound designed and scored by Michael Wolf, with additional sound designs from Michael Kelfie and Taylor Moore. And who would I be if I didn't think Tyler Button and Sydney and Benjamin Paul? See you next time, rude fans of Rude Tales of Magic. Wow, I whiffed it at the end. Oh well, good night. <laughs> That was a headgum podcast.